Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 43. So, we're going to talk about the Padre Pio movie, the one with Shia LaBeouf. And I saw it, I watched it, and I'm going to tell you what I think of it. All right, so... This film, I believe, came out last year, I believe. Um, and the director is Abe Ferreira. And it's a very artsy movie. I'm going to tell you, tell you like this. It's a very artsy movie. And, okay, well, Shia LaBeouf, I thought, was great. It was okay. He could be better under a, another director and another a better script this film uh he could have been a a a, a better Padre Pio even there was a lot of potential um he didn't do a um an italian accent uh i think like I said, under a better director, there was a possibility. Now, um, this film does not know what it wants to be. First of all, the Padre Pio story is a MacGuffin, as Albert Hitchcock would have called it. What's a MacGuffin? A ploy. A ploy to draw you in. To, you know, you ever seen the movie The uh, Psycho? The start of the film was over the fact that the girl stole money. She was supposed to deposit the money in this uh, bank. She decided to steal the money and to thinking that maybe her boyfriend who's married, would join her. She runs away with the money, finds herself as she's driving, get caught on the road with rain, and finds herself in front of Bates Motel. Stays there, spends, she wound up, along the way, she wound up having to um, spend some of the money to get a new car, to get the hotel, which she, you know, eventually, of course, she decided she wanted to go back, which means she had to face the music. So while she's taking a shower, she gets killed. And Norman Bates cleans up everything in the room, wraps her body in the shower curtain, doesn't know that there's a, a, an envelope full of cash, throws it with the body, puts her body in the trunk of a car with the money, not knowing about the money, and uh, drives the, the, the car into the quicksand. So the body, the car, and the money is in the quicksand. The rest of the film is to try to find her they don't realize that she's dead or, or maybe they suspect that she's dead and they wonder if he killed her for the money. 
but he didn't. See what I'm saying? The money is the MacGuffin. It draws, it's the cause of the problem that brings you into the story. Well, the Padre Pio is something like that. It's a MacGuffin. It's a ploy to draw you into the socialist, uh, Marxist socialist story. If the director tried to interweave the two together, did a poor job. He didn't, there was no interwoven of the story of the of the story of Padre Pio. It wasn't about his life. It wasn't about his spiritual life. It was all about Marxism. There was a great sympathy for the Marxist movement of San Giovanni Rotundo in the film. I don't know what Bishop Barron saw. Did he see this film? I don't know. It there the scenes with Padre Pio were beautiful. You know, you know, there's a scene in the beginning of the picture where he's riding his donkey along the side of the mountain. It's a great, beautiful scene of this landscape. I mean, that's the, uh, of that part of Italy, if that's where they filmed it. And then he enters the friary and it looks so medieval and beautiful. And it actually reminded me a little bit of the Holy Land. Uh, it, you know, a lot of it reminded me, you know, of... You know, of the Holy Land when I grew up, you know, lived with my grandparents because you got olive trees everywhere and that study, those rocks and almond trees and everything. Very beautiful. And then there's a scene with the the peasants, the the everyday uh people of the land. It takes place right after World War One. The Amherst already was signed and you, the soldiers are coming home. Some, a lot of them broken. Many of them embittered. Many of them um, forever crippled from, you know, from their experience. One man came with no legs. Another one was like badly, badly affected by the mustard gas. And one guy came home with one eye missing, but technically that only made him into a more uglier bully. And so there's parents who lost both of their sons. Um, a woman lost a husband and she's got two children. So there you, you know, there you have it. That's the setting. Does it have a connection with Padre Pio? Well, I don't think so. It's not going to. Later on, again, the film goes on to the scene in the, um, in the uh, what do you call it, uh, the friary, uh, where some of the heads uh, friars are talking about what's happening in the land uh, among the Italian people, the king of Italy, and the war and the fact that the Italian people don't want the war. And he also, as he's talking, he's mentioning at the dinner, at the table about suffering outside of Christ leads to hell. Suffering with Christ is a doorway to heaven. Beautiful scene, but it could be, it, there could be more to it. Because the director 
Abel Ferreira, Abe Ferreira, he himself describes himself as something like a Buddhist. Not that he is Buddhist, but something like a Buddhist in one article. But he's not a practicing Catholic either. You see what I'm saying? Or maybe he struggles with his faith. Because you could tell the story of Padre Pio from a very ambiguous way that no one will fully understand who he is or what his faith is. So he doesn't really go into it too much. Later on, there's a scene in the film where Padre Pio is in his room praying and the devil appears to him. So, again, you have to see this. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think you will understand. I don't know. Don't see it. If you do, you're not going to understand it and you're not, and you're going to be very confused. But this scene with the devil taunting him that he avoided enlistment into the war is interesting. But, like I said, it's difficult because the film makes it look like it's all, uh, you know, oh man. It's so difficult because you, you know, the, the director made, made makes him look like he's, he's schizophrenic, that he's a delusional person. Because we don't know the context of everything. He did not avoid the war. He, he was sick. He had tuberculosis. He had tuberculosis. And so he made him out to be like a coward. I mean, the devil's calling him a coward and he's saying to him, you know, and he mentioned the mother, the mother is my Madonna. Well, let's look at this letter. Let's talk about a real coward. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. It doesn't make any sense, but he definitely could have approved or approached it more objectively, but he didn't. So then next, you know, he's getting beat up by the devil slapped around, beat up, punched, whatever, and then some of the friars had to come and help him. Then you know, like I said, there's nobody there, but it looks like, you know, he looks he's look he's made to look like a nut. Anyway, let me play a little scene uh from the film. This is the start of it.
All right, so that's the start of the film. I think it's great. It's a wonderful start. They show you him riding the donkey. They show you um, him uh, walking on the side of this mountain, this very thin road. Uh, it's the beautiful uh, wild countryside. And it's great. And you see the um, the friary up at the mountain. It's a beautiful scene, and that those words were very are very beautiful. But I'm now. I want to know more. I want to see more. I want to know more about him. I want to know where this is heading. But you're not going to get that. Okay. The next scene is going to be with a car, uh, one of those old 1900 cars. You're going to get the soldiers coming home and uh, families, um, you know, some being un re reunited, like I said, others are going to receive their sons with missing limbs. Uh, women uh, are not going to have their husbands. They're going to have uh, a child, uh, raise children without a father or a husband. Parents not receiving uh, their sons. They lost two sons. Uh, men coming back, not healthy. Uh, and, you know, a lot of broken, uh, broken disappointments and um, just a lot of heartache. Did they really win? People shouting, Viva la Italy. Did they really win? And then you're going to have the socialists now coming in, telling the people that they're oppressed and that they can make they can make their take take control of their lives and make their lives better. And you're gonna see this constantly throughout the whole picture. But this is the first scene. All right, let me show you another one. This is the end of the scene. Okay. Benedict Domine Cibum Oc, Quan Nobis Sedisti, Magna Misericordia Tua. Grazia Estivi, Agilus, Procondo, Beneficia Tua. Gratis Sarcostum, Cotidianum, Maximus Pauperius, Felisque Nostri Sessanale. The sorrows of Italy for the world is not finished. Every people is still suffering of that. And every family has a grief or big sorrow. It's terrible. The king uh, some intellectuals, some interest in uh, in armies, militaries. I convinced other people to make war or compelled them. And the majority of Italians do not want war. Christ offered himself this is body 
with his flesh to the Father. In similar way, we offer ourselves, our body, our flesh to God in union with Christ. Sometimes this is suffering, sometimes no. But the suffering in union of Christ is a, a door to the heaven. The suffering lived alone is a door to hell. So this scene, he's sitting down at the table. The accent might be a little difficult, but it's not too hard. But still, it definitely, it pulls me in. It's, I think it's a great scene. It's a great scene. But you're going to get contrasts where, when it gets to the socialist part, and I'll play you uh, a scene with the socialist part, but I want to go into this particular scene where he's in his room, and the devil comes to taunt him, to tell him he's a coward, to tell him that he uh, avoided the war because, you know, uh, he used people or he used his health. But you're not going to get the full picture either. It it opens to more. I mean, if it was a film that showed you flashbacks of his life. That could work. You could you, you could find a way to do that. You know, there's there's a lot there's a way you can do that, but you know, directors have done that. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he he rushes right over, and you can see he's more invested in the socialist story of the uh, of this town because the events the events of the socialist story is going to end up in tragedy. It's going to end up in tragedy. So anyway, I want to play the scene here. This is where he's in his room and. The, the devil comes into his room. And you're going to see. All right, hold on. So, you managed to avoid going to war. You tried so hard. And you finally succeeded. I'm ill. If I wasn't, I'd be there. You're no more than a whimsical child crying for his mother. My mother's the Madonna. Liar. The letters you wrote to your devoted followers. That's what gets you out of your military service. No. Is that your little Madonna? Tell me, were you weeping when you wrote this? Was your hand quivering? I also must ask you a favor. I would very much like for you to write to Donna Jovina Tavera in order for her to put in a good word with these butcher superiors. But 
scriptures. Those offices were doing their duty, no more, no less. And to you, they are butchers. So you can see later on, as you can see that the chair is empty and then you see the other friars rush, uh, rushing to the room to help him. It makes him look like he's crazy. It's interesting scene. It gets very interesting, but could it have been written better? Yes, most definitely. This scene is very interesting and LaBeouf is, I think he's very good, but you can't tell where the director is going to go with this. Is he trying to show that there is something supernatural happening or is he showing that Padre Pio is, has got a psychological problem? Is he suffering from guilt? Is he suffering from shame? Is this a manifestation of his uh, something from his own psych, uh, psychological problem, whatever? This is a thing with modernists. They do this all the time and socialists love to do this. They love to deconstruct a character and then make you shed doubt on it. But they're, but they're not going to be ashamed to try to use Christ as a socialist. They'll never, they'll never be ashamed to try to make Jesus. I mean, there's a, even a scene in the film, a sacred heart of Jesus, with a Marxist symbol on, on, on it. All right, so that's that scene here. And it's an interesting scene. Now I want to go back a little bit. Uh, or go, I'm going to try to find a scene where you can see... Uh, the Marxist influence to it. All right, so this is going to be a scene where you're going to see the um, the Marxist talk. It's not going to be very long, but I'm just going to give you enough to know what's going on. All right, hold on. So you're going to see how difficult it is it's going to, have to follow the film to see which direction is going. Hold on, sorry. Hold on. 
The mooing sound comes later. Hold on. All right, hold on. Okay, here it is. The primary source of all human oppression and exploitation is individual property. Oppression, you know what it is? Oppression means cruel and unjust treatment. It's what happened to you. You work hard every day, right? You work all day or not? Do you ever stop? This is not right. This is not fair. Exploitation means that you're not the one who takes the benefit from your work. In nature, everything is transformed. Nothing is created. And nothing is destroyed. Following this natural law, that one's transformation is the struggle for existence and the revolution. Nature is a cycle of constant change. The way spring arrives after winter, or the way <laughs> the cow grows into the milk-giving cow. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough. I think that's enough for that scene. <laughs> that's the mooing sound there. This is the um, the young Luigi who uh, actually is a son of landowners who went off to university and studied and came back and uh, came home a Marxist, a socialist. And I'm going to show you another scene. Hold on. Here's a scene where they're all talking, the socialists, their plans. It's funny how the doctor looks like Marx. Everybody has, all the Marxes have long hair. Please have a seat. Have a seat. San Giovanni, they say that I'm a revolutionary, a fire starter. It's true. But it's consciences I want to set fire to. Yes, but let's focus on winning the elections now. We need to speak of winning votes. Do you think Lenin and Trotsky cared about elections? Socialism is a process. So, comrades, you must be careful how you interpret the great Russian revolution. The world is not transformed by following the plans that prophets write on people or preaches to the masses. Their socialism is not ours. Social revolution 
is not the creation of one man's will, Lenin. is literally there is no a prophet, he's a politician. So, comrades. All right, I'm going to stop there. So, as you can see, he's saying that what's happening in Russia is not Italy's socialism. But even though, I think the real profit for them is Marx, but Lenin is a politician. So they have different plans. The idea was is to give power to the masses, but technically the real purpose is that the masses will again give the power to them, to the, to the leaders, and so they will no longer have power in their hands. It will be the power in the hand of the anointed, as Thomas Sowell said, they, the ones who think they know better than the masses. So you see how the director here is very invested in this. He's very much invested in this. And this, this is this is the real story. This is the, this is what the film really is. He really wanted to tell a Marxist socialist film about this story in Italy. It just happens to be the same place where Padre Pio is. He just. Padre Pio, like I said, is the MacGuffin. So this is you're going to see this throughout the whole film. You're going to see this throughout the whole film. And it's going to be constant struggle back and forth, back and forth. And it's going to be difficult uh, to, to try to figure out what the story is. Uh, the Padre Pio is meanwhile in the monastery or in the friary. Padre Pio is battling Satan. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, back in the town, the real world, the socialists are fighting to fighting for their dignity and putting food at the table. You're going to go through this. Let's see if I can pull out another scene for you. So... This particular person who came in and who's the the head uh, of the socialist movement, who you just heard the voice of that man talking about the socialism in Russia is not our socialism. Yeah, so they beat the guy up and they tell him to leave town. And you, this is the, the landowners, of course. The landowners are doing this. They, this is the thing. They trap the guy on the road. And I'm not going to play it because it's too much. He He's driving his car on the dark road. And who's standing right there on the dark road is the priest, the diocesan priest of the town, with two altar boys in their vestments. Who does that? Who stands in the middle of the road? Who gets a priest and two diocesan boys? If that really happened, that is so that is so weird. But it cannot possibly be. The priest is standing there with, I mean, I didn't see any candles and no incense burner and no procession cross. But he's standing in the middle of the road with the two, with the two altar servers. And then the, from the side in the shadows comes out the landowners and they beat the living daylights out of this, out of this Marxist throw him in his car and send him off. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. 
They're standing in the middle of the road in their in 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 their in their uh, liturgical vestments. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, here's uh, a scene here. There's the death of a little girl. A little girl died because of lack of medicine. So they're going to her funeral. It's going to be the doctor and the cobbler, the shoemaker, if any of you don't know. And they're going to discuss about the problems of the town. Mother asked me to repair them. She won't be needing them anymore. And what was her fault? To be born poor? In the gospel it is written that it will be very difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, Marx said so too, in his own way. You're talking about the kingdom of heaven, but here we live in hell. I walk alone among them in front of their ailments, their cries, their problems, most unsolvable. Here we need water, we need a hospital. The little girl died because I could not get the medicine I needed to save her. We need to change things, but we, the socialists, are divided. We are against each other. Luigi wants to talk about the brotherhood of workers, but here we only have the unemployed. And most of them can neither read or write. I know it is hard. We are divided. All right, that's enough for that scene. So you see what I'm saying? He's, the director is more invested in this. And... It's going to be difficult to figure out how do you going to fit in the, the 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 spiritual life of Padre Pio. Is it a reflection? Is it a, a, a you know? Is he trying to show a mirror reflection of both worlds? What 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 is the director trying to show? That's the difficulty here. And here's a scene where you're going to have Padre Pio talking to one of his spiritual spiritual directors. All right. This is in the back in the friary. I feel that sometimes when I'm in the midst of prayer, that I'm just, that I feel alone. Like I'm, I feel a, a, not alone, like lonely, but alone, like the Lord has abandoned me and I'm essentially talking to myself. Do you feel in darkness? Yes. Tremendous. Do you feel abandoned? Yes. And scared and baffled and confused and and like I'm sinning, but I don't I don't know if I'm sinning or not. Because it feels like a sin to question these things. It feels like a sin to be angry with the Lord. And I'm angry a lot. I feel angry a lot. You know? I can tell you, the Lord hasn't abandoned you. 
He's with you, even in the midst of darkness. You have to keep your prayer alive and receiving the sacraments. It's the way, it's the only way to be able to stay on the right road. Without the Lord, you can't do anything. I know. That could have been done better. Um, it wasn't... I mean, I think that scene was not well written. Uh, that wasn't, I think, well handled. It was... Um, I don't know. It, let's put it this way. It left me lacking. It, it you know, it, it was the com the the conversation was interesting, but it did not. Let's put it this way: that was not a Padre Pio moment. That was not a Padre Padre Pio scene. You know, to me, it needed more, and that was the problem because this this film does not know what it wants to be. Does it want to be? about the spiritual life of of the 20th century's uh, a great saint? Or is it an, uh, uh, you know, a, a socialist film? Uh, I think the problem is, is a lot of modernists, they just, they really, they're afraid to dive into uh, a faith because you know a lot of people they don't like they don't they, they claim uh i don't believe in dogmas i don't believe in doctrines uh uh i'm spiritual not religious uh that means nothing it means absolutely nothing i've said it before in other podcasts it absolutely means nothing this was like as though the director <sighs> this to me said everything about the director it said everything about him I mean, what do you believe? Have you figured it all out? Have you, have you, uh, you know, understood what you know, what you're supposed to believe? I don't think so. I don't think he understands Catholicism. I think he, you know, people who are secular, you know, they. It's like you're looking at a painting backwards, or from completely like from the back of the canvas instead of the front of the canvas. You know, you're you're looking at the the painting reverse. Everything is still you know you you don't realizing it. The paint's still in the tube. There's nothing on the canvas. That's you know that's what it is. It's like a, a jigsaw puzzle, but it's just you know incomplete. You know you're too lazy to 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 look to look for the, the missing pieces. <clears throat> You know, that's this. I don't know. It's 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 just to me. It's it's not enough. It's not enough. And it and it, and and there's more. <laughs> so don't worry. Hold on. This is a scene. Um, a man here who lost two sons to World War One, and he's come to Padre Pio. This is right after that scene. Uh, that we saw where he's talk Padre Pio's talking to his one of his uh, one of the his spiritual spiritual directors about his, you know what he's going through spiritually 
that he's confused and he feels guilty. He feels like he's he he's angry, but he feels like he's sinning. Now he's talking to somebody who has lost a great deal. So let's let's check it out. There were took our two sons away from us. They were both young. We cannot find a reason to live anymore. But if God wanted this, even him. Francesco and your pain is real yes do not let Satan take advantage of your suffering you understand blessed is the man who endures the trial Francesco when I was young my mother would do embroidery at home yes sitting in a chair and um I, sitting in a stool, would look up at the work. But I would only see it from upside down. I'd see the knots and the confused threads, and I'd say to my mother, what are you doing? What is this? Why is it so ugly? My mother, she would lower the frame, and she would show me the good side of the work, and I would see all the colors were in the right place, and the pattern was beautiful, precise. like you now could only see the work from upside down because I was sitting in a short stool, Francesco. So now you get this scene. It, it's a beautiful scene. It's a wonderful scene. But I can't help but think that the director should take his own advice from this movie. There's a lot. I mean, he doesn't, it's, it's incomplete. He's, it's like he's mixing two different jigsaw puzzles. That's, that's the, that's the answer I was looking for. He's mixing two different jigsaw puzzles from two different boxes. And he's trying to make them into one and it's not working. The first scene, the one where he's talking to his spiritual director, just wasn't written well, and I didn't like it. It left me lacking. Uh, I don't think it was uh, a good performance. I think it was. Uh, it could have been done better, and I think it could have been written better. But also at the same time, the problem is it doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie, as we see. All right, so let's go to another scene here. All right. Here we now, we're going to go to another uh, socialist um, nonsense. 
Uh, this scene here, <clears throat> the characters, uh, the character Luigi has convinced some of the peasants to go work on an olive grove uh, that's been neglected. The problem is it's not, it belongs to somebody. It's someone's private property. So let's check it out. Okay. Reminds me a lot in the Middle East. That's the way olive groves look. What are you guys doing? We're working the land that you keep abandoned. They need it to eat. So if you're not using it, we have the right to. Socialism alone will be enough to create the most perfect balance between men order and peace because human beings in their free development will understand that no man can be truly free and happy if not in the respect of all humanity huh? leave my land now There you go. <laughs> that, I think, says a lot about the director. It says a lot about what he what he wants. He, it's always this utopian, unattainable, uh, abstract thinking that you can just make. You can make something, not true, true. You see. This is why the film doesn't work out. As, as you saw other scenes the, that I played for you. It's not realistic. It's just ridiculously not realistic. And it doesn't fit in with the Padre Pio movie. It, the story of Padre Pio. Alright, let's move on for, to another one. This scene is... Um, a, a, this is a beautiful scene. This is a scene of Mass. And then he... Um, uh, after mass, he uh, goes to a homeless man. So this is actually a pretty good scene. It reminds me of the scene of the the man at the pool of Bethsaida, where Jesus uh, gives him the, the the gift to walk again. Music is beautiful. And he's wearing the old vestment. He's giving communion.
This is a beautiful scene. Very well done. Although I think the friar next to him should be wearing a vestment. He's not. He's wearing his uh, friar habit. This is where they step out of the church after Mass. walks over to this uh, homeless man who's got dirty bandages on, uh, wrapped around his feet and he's also mentally disabled Makes the sign of the cross on his forehead. And suddenly he gets up and starts to walk. with some difficulty and you see him later on but he's he's able to walk and an old lady sees him and she notices this this moment and if only he would stuck to a script more about on Padre Pio and how other people's lives are affected by him Instead of moving back and forth with this socialist thing about the socialism, or maybe written the socialism 
more wrapped around Padre Pio instead of Padre Pio around socialism, it would have been uh, a better movie. But he didn't do it like that. This next one is, again, uh, we're going to go into the the common people, the everyday people, the people of the land, the 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 poor, and you're going to see a very, you're going to hear a very because you're not seeing this, you're hearing it. This scene uh, has um, the people. Look like they're f- fixing a wall. I guess after the incident of the uh, to uh, make the Olive Grove public to everybody, the they decided they wanted to fix the walls to keep uh, to make it more legal, not to have anybody taking uh, freedom on someone else's private property. The you'll see there's a man, uh, the character who came back and very sick, very ill from the mustard gas. Um, tries to work and you have to listen to it anyway let's let's go listen to this scene come on come on your man. Any news from him? Go and talk with some other woman. I have a husband. Picks up the rope. There's a, bo- a bo- like a box full of rocks. Now listen to the music. enough it goes on like this for some time i don't know why he chose that why did the director decided to go with this it doesn't make any sense i mean if he likes that kind of music that's fine i mean it's 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 fine it's 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 a it's a black spiritual but it's not doesn't fit into this it's doesn't fit into a, a Catholic country uh, and in Italian uh, Italians uh, in the, in the countryside. 
in the early 20th century at the end of World War One, And I don't know if um, I would be kind of embarrassed to put it into there because it, you know, what are you trying to compare it to? What are you trying to say of the scene? This doesn't, this isn't the kind of music that fit is, fits into that culture. And it's like a, a piece of the puzzle that doesn't belong in there. I mean, you just heard Padre Pio telling some man about how his mother was making uh, these rugs or carpets, knitting things, and how he would look at it from one end. It doesn't make any sense. But when she flips it over and he sees that the colors all match, this is this is one of those things that doesn't match. And I don't understand the director's uh, choice. It really doesn't. All right, let's move on to something else. This scene is, uh, it has Shia LaBeouf playing, again, Padre Pio, and he's praying the rosary. And I think this is one of the scenes where he has a bilocation, where he's in one place and he finds himself present in another place. This is after the, the character that I just mentioned who starts pulling the rock, he dies from exhaustion. He just doesn't have strong lungs uh, from the mustard gas and he dies. And it, it, it creates a little bit, I, I skipped the scene where, because I, I can't play the whole thing, uh, where he, where the doctor talking to the landowner, the landowner wants the doctor to say he's still alive, take him to the hospital, have him pronounced dead at the hospital because they're, you know, the landowners, they're just making a lot of bad choices. They just, out of their own fear and their own desperation to stay in power, they're making a lot of bad choices and they're actually still living under a monarchy. They still think that they can be nobles or lords again, because I mean, remember Mussolini hasn't just arrived or he's going to arrive soon on the scene as well as Hitler. Uh, but here, uh, this is an interesting scene. Wife's crying over her husband's body. notices he hears the crying but he's not at the house he's at the he's at the the friary he gets up He walks towards the tears, the, 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 the sound of the crying, and he finds himself in the room, in town. 
he gives a blessing. He's in, it's actually in the doctor's, office, doctor's house because we have a picture of Karl Marx in the background. Okay. Now, if you're not Catholic and you're not familiar with Padre Pio's story, if you are not familiar at all of who he is, uh, of who he was, you're not going to understand this scene. You're not going to understand it at all. This is just, again, a, a part, uh, you know, a piece of the of the picture that doesn't fit with the rest of the story. And I think the director missed an opportunity. This is a very beautiful scene, a very mysterious scene uh, uh, about Padre Pio and his uh, the gift of bilocation. I don't think he chose to do it when he wanted to, but it was a gift, a moment, a gift. And remember. He prays for these souls. Uh, you're going to hear it later on uh, when he realizes his gift to pray for the souls. All right, let's move on to another one. This is a scene where you see the towns, uh, the villagers, um, the death of the of that individual, and then you're going to get a scene with the uh, the landowners at, at a dinner party. And again, like I said, you're going to see where the director really was invested. I just go. Hi. How are you? Hmm? You got to be strong, huh? Thank you. You have to be strong. Listen, have you registered? N no, not yet. You need to vote, brother. You need to vote. It's our opportunity here. We have to stick together. Hmm? I will. You already registered, right? Yeah, we're already done, brother. That's not the point. You're still talking about elections. Yeah, what do you think? It is important. It's our opportunity to act together. It's time we start doing to them what they've been doing to us. The two of you can come in here. Who says so? We do. The socialists. We're all from the same village. Tell your friend to be ashamed. Tell him he's so friendly with his masters that now he has become their lapdog. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> now I'm going to go to another scene here. All right, this is the dinner party. The Roaring Twenties is about to begin. He's a friend of mine, Bruno Bevere. My mom, my aunt, Elvira is uh, she's Renato's wife. Friends, yeah. Good evening, Renato. Bruno. Father. 
Jonas, take a seat, Bruno. Thank you. Yeah. May I offer you something to drink? I was talking with Don Anselmo. We were making final plans about the election. I'm sure I will win. I mean, I have no doubt about it. But you know, if the other side just, if they create a riot or if they, if they like manipulate the actual voting, that, that could be a problem. That's funny. They bring up elections, election fraud. <laughs> And here we are. We still haven't even recovered from the, the last election. It's just hilarious. It really is. It's really hilarious. It's really very funny. Ironic? Ironic? I don't know. I, I don't think it is. That's why I am here. I've been away at the front for so long. You know, I fought for two years. And then I come back here, you know. And I have to worry about all this. The election. I mean, this is insane. These people, they've been working for us forever, you know. And now you're expecting them to vote. I just, you know, I don't get it. They have no rights. I mean, these people are, you know, nothing. It's the first free election we have in our country. You fought for it. Appreciate it. That's very funny. That is extremely funny. And so who who's the right and who's the left? Is it... I mean, seriously. Um, they're both bad guys. They're both... They're both... Uh, at the wrong side. They're both at each other's throats. Neither one is really the good guy neither the socialists nor the uh the landowners the socialists i understand they want justice but they're going about it they don't know but they're they're heading towards uh atheism uh they're heading towards uh, a world uh, of a godless world this itself is a godless world all right these people uh they're not it's it's not about I mean, they, they use religion. I mean, later on, you, there's a scene where they have the priest blessing guns. And there's a priest sitting there. You don't see him, of course, you know, because you're listening. But there's a, plea, a priest sitting there, uh, the diocesan priest, which, you know, he's, you know he'll be blessing uh, the guns for the landowners. <laughs> it's really funny. Humble. I mean, funny and, and rather ironic how the director puts the story. All right, let's move on to another scene. Okay, so this is a scene. This is the the famous um, f bomb scene uh, in church at the confession. A woman comes in, uh, very frightening, um, very dark scene. So let's let's get into it. All right, let's go. This mother and child statue, and then parishioners inside the church. They're probably waiting to go to confession.
It's a very ominous scene the way she walks in. And she has a very cold, almost cruel look on her face. Sixty days, wow. Since then I've been feeling a lot of anger, especially toward my son. I shot at him. He doesn't listen to me. He reminds me of my mother, who died a year ago. I still hold a lot of resentment against her. Lately, I've been observing my, my daughter when she washes herself. Her body's changing. Changing the color. That's creepy. I look at her body. I feel aroused. No. I can't help it. I look between her legs. No. You have a darkness in your heart that manifests itself as evil. Evil you perpetuate on your family with no apologies, no, there's no contrition in anything you have to say. You relish in it. It's unacceptable. I would assign as penance for your mother and your son that you fast on bread and water for the next week. You say three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers every day for the next month. As for your daughter, there is no penance that's adequate. Be grateful I'm not God. I'm just a friar who prays. It's beyond me. This is beyond me. I would bar you from communion until last rite, save for Christ's compassion. Go to God. Don't come to me. Go to God. This is a good scene, but it still demanded more. God cannot help me. God can help you. God is capable of pulling the highest good out of the worst tragedy. God can help you. Go to God. I think God doesn't exist. 
behaving the way you're behaving, you're going to hell. You understand that? You understand that? I don't know if there's hell. You don't know if there's hell? No. You will when you get there. Get up and get out. Get out. Get out. I have a question for you. Shut the fuck up! Yeah. Say Christ is Lord. That's the scene. Say Christ is Lord! Say it! You say Christ is Lord! Get out! Get out! All right. Now, I'm not scandalized so much about the F-bomb being dropped. I'm not really. What bothers me is that this film is all in reverse. Uh, he wraps the story of Padre Pio. It's actually used as a camouflage around in uh, a Marxist story. All right. Yes, if the if the story if this whole thing as it as it as it is takes place in the same town where Padre Pio was living near near it at a at a a, a friary monastery, I can understand that. Okay, I, that's a historical fact. I can accept it. But the problem is is that it there's no connection. I mean, there's very little interaction. I mean, yeah, this woman comes in and. Um, we don't. I mean, honestly, there's not there's not much more about her. There's not much more about uh, what's going on. I mean, it's it's very disturbing what she said, right? Like for example, the man who lost his two sons. We see him earlier, and we see him going to Padre Pio for spiritual guidance. That's wonderful. Now I can see the connection. With her, I don't. I, there's nothing about her earlier, as far as I know. I I did not see anything else, or about her and her daughter. But she walks into the church. She's very frightening looking. She looks possessed. She has a cold look in her eyes, and then she drops this very disturbing. Uh, it's not, I don't even know. It doesn't sound like a confession. 160 days. Wow. I, I, uh, I can't even keep track of the week, but I go like maybe, you know, if I can make it once every other month, but my goodness, then suddenly she, she, she talks about her daughter, about incest and, 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 uh, having incest thoughts, sexual thoughts about her daughter. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame him if he dropped the f bomb on in in in, in that in, in that's in that context. But still, it was very frightening. But he doesn't he you know he doesn't explore this anymore. He's the center of the story is a socialist story. The Padre Pio, you know, it's it's like you know. It, it, you know, it, it, like I said, it's just a reverse. I mean, if you focus more on the spiritual context, and I can understand, like I said, if he wrote a better script, it would work better. But this doesn't connect to everything. 
Let's move on to another scene. This is another scene that uh, was not necessary. I, I, I mean, this, this one, this one especially is not necessary. The other ones, I mean, I can excuse it. This one here is where they show uh, a naked woman, um, supposed to be Satan appearing as a woman, I guess, and it's very. Um, there's one I, I think I mentioned earlier where a statue of the Blessed Mother and it doesn't look very nice, the actress. It just was weird. It doesn't explain anything where he's coming out of his cell and uh, it just was weird. It just, you know, it didn't fit into the story. And this one here doesn't, doesn't it was not necessary for him to actually give us uh, pornography in this scene. But I'm going to play it anyway. It goes from the election day to the scene in the cell. She licks the icon of the Blessed Mother and Child. Very, very disgusting. And we get nudity. Then we go into uh, where they go to bless the the guns. <sighs> you see what I'm saying? Okay, we go from that, and then and she says in the scene, "This is nothing compared to what is to come." What is to come? What what is what is what is going to happen? What's the connection? What is the connection? Again, there's no there's no connection to the story. There's no, you know, he's not he's not connecting everything. I mean, it's it's uh, he's living. You have a a town. You have Catholics. You have people who are suffering after World War One, and there seems to be very little interaction between the between the religious the, the 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 you know the church is the life of the community back then even now you can still find them in, in all over europe where the church was the center of the town it was a protestant town always has the courthouse all right the courthouse a government building in the center of the town in a catholic community it, you know, even even here in the United States, you will see where the church is the center of the life of the community. This film doesn't do that because I don't think the director really understands that. All right, so let's move on. So this next scene, okay, after the priest 
blesses the guns the of the of the landowners um it goes into the monastery where padre pio uh is in his room and he is being uh he's having some kind of nightmare uh uh suffering some kind of spiritual torment uh the scene what the way the director puts it like he's in his room he's curling up in the corner naked um uh, and in his mind we're shown where he's going through what looks like the woods and it looks like he's carrying what looks like a might be a cross because it's, it isn't clear and he's dragging it through um these uh branches and looks like thorns and they're cutting into his flesh and he's screaming someone help me someone help me uh let's let's listen to it Help me, he's yelling. See the other priest praying for him. I just went upstairs to help him. <laughs> the context, I mean, if the director is trying, I'm guessing. Maybe he thinks he's making a connection to what's happening in the contemporary time. I mean, earlier he just went through that weird taunting of a naked devil. And now he's in his room, uh, curled up naked, crying out, help me. He's foaming at the mouth and he's he sees himself being tormented through these the forests dragging what might be a cross we don't know and he his flesh is being um lacerated um by branches and thorns it's it's difficult to figure out where what context the director is trying to put this um i think he he made this film he, i don't know if he even went through advice did he ask for advice? Did he did he read up on Padre Pio? Did he um, understand him? Did he give the script to some Franciscans for them to to read and, and and give him advice on? I don't know. I don't know. I know 
Shia LaBeouf went through a, uh, to, to live with some Franciscans. I know he converted and became Catholic. I personally think if he wanted, I think he should go back and do it again. I'm serious. He should go back and do another film on him. Find a director that's willing to do this. Because trust me, I would respect him highly if he did. You know, I mean, just more time, more, more, more effort, do it more with love. And, and I think, it, it, it would, I think a lot of people would appreciate him for this. This could have been done better. It could have been done better. I really do believe it. All right. I skipped over a scene where some guy comes in and uh, the mom with the two kids, uh, the widow, and he tells her that if she's with the socialist, she can no longer, she's fired. She can no longer work on the land. And, uh, you know, she doesn't, she says, well, how am I supposed to feed my children? And he's the, the one eyed guy says, well, let the socialists feed them. And then, um, he mentions, uh, he, again, he's the one who hit on her about her husband and he, and she, he tries again and she says, I'm going to wait for him to come home. And he tells her, your husband's dead. He's not coming home. And she asks him, how do you know? And he goes on and says, uh, I saw him. Meaning, he, I guess he saw him dead. And then he tries to uh, be romantic with her. And she takes out a knife and she sort of cuts him slightly. She doesn't kill him. She cuts him on the uh, the side. And he runs out. I mean, this is this guy tries to make a move on her. And she's got two kids right there. It's only a one, one room peasant house. It's not like multiple bedrooms. Everybody sleeps in the same room. You see what I'm saying? You just don't, you know, he's mixing these two, he's mixing all these plots. And, you know, it's difficult to fit in where this, and it's called Padre Pio, and nobody is, it's difficult to fit in where spiritually this belongs. Sorry, it just doesn't work. Now we get a scene, this one I thought was helpful, because you, if, if it was more a Padre Pio movie, it would fit in. So let's check this out. This is in church mass. It's a beautiful Baroque church. Seeking him to pour out upon me all the punishments 
was a very beautiful scene. Those words, those words said it all. It said it all. It said everything. Uh, and it helped. It would help even if the, I mean, if there was a better script and you added that in, it would make everything. I mean, it would, it would, it would help even someone who's not familiar, even a Catholic or an atheist, <coughs> or so, excuse me, or someone from an Islamic religion or, or even Jewish or uh, a Protestant, it would help them to understand who this man is, who who he was, and what what he felt his mission was. That was beautiful. That was that's Padre Pio. But you know, like I said, everything. You know, it's 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 a mismatch, and unfortunately, so let's let's find something else. We're almost done. Now we're going to get to the. This is the the climax of the socialists, and it, it gets a little crazy. believe they lost they were cheated or they're saying they're cheated and the the peasants say they won so they're carrying the red flag and there's band playing today is our day As soon as they get to the town, there's the landowners with soldiers and guns.
reason of public safety, you must postpone this ceremony. What? It's the prefect's order. Not the mayor, Angelo. The vote wasn't valid. I won. Get out of here! Go back home! What did he say? They want to postpone the ceremony. But it is our right. We won. Ordered them to do so. It's an order from the prefect. I won't tell you again. Just go home. You go home, Gerardo. We stay. It's our building now. I'm gonna get the flag and stick it to your ass. You hear me? Out! Sounds like someone from Brooklyn. Fuck you, we want it! They took out their bayonets. We're back in the church. Father Pio is giving out communion. Here we have the man who uh, who, who he started walking. Mother with her little daughter. Prepare the fire. No, 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 yeah, no, no. And then that's the mother with the two kids. She grabs the flag. I don't know what she thought she was going to do. This is a mother with two children. Someone got shot, a soldier. Now all the peasants get shot. And the mom died with the two kids. back in the church people receiving the body of Christ. You only have a few faithful inside the church. And here he's taking the uh, the old liturgical vestments off.
it's a, a massacre. Cobbler's dead. And the mom, the widow with the two kids, she's dead. Back in the church, this is an interesting scene. You see a crucifix. And we see Pio in the corner by the window praying. And then the crucifix now is empty. There's no figure on it. And then we see Pio. And over his right shoulder, a, ha a pierced hand rests on his right shoulder. We see no figure in the back. Peel's weeping, and his left hand, Peel's left hand goes over, takes hold of the, the pierced hand, and we see Peel's hand is pierced. Okay. And he's leaning his cheek down on the hand of Christ with tears coming down his eyes. So I'm going to end it here. So, that's the movie. There are beautiful segment scenes, small scenes, but the whole picture together is not Padre Pio. Because Someone who doesn't know who Padre Pio is is never going to understand, uh, know who he is from this movie. This movie is not going to do it. Sorry. It's just not going to, it's not going to um, help them uh, understand who this, this great saint, this wonderful saint, this, uh, um, who united himself with Christ, united himself with the passion of Jesus, uh, who received the stigmata, who healed people, who, um, I mean, you go around Brooklyn, you're going to see statues of Padre Pio everywhere. It's, it's, it, you know, it's wonderful. And I have, um, 
uh, books on Padre Pio. I have some audible books about him. But this movie is not going to help it. Shia LaBeouf was great. I think he could have been better if there was a better director and a better script. You know, but this film is not going to do it. It's um, it's just not going to do it. It's just, you know, I, I'm sorry to say. Um, the F-bomb doesn't bother me so much. If that, you know, in, in, in that situation, when you have, when you see what this woman was saying, the horrible things she was saying, then, and then she was not repented. She was not ashamed of it. You know, World, World War One introduced, um, what happened? We got the, the birth of the Soviet Union afterward. There was also, um, the miracles of Fatima, which is not mentioned in the movie. Um, also the fact that atheism is going to run rampant all over the world. He wasn't explaining. I mean, if he, if he believed, I don't know, I don't know what he believed because the director claimed he's something of a, of a Buddhist. He's not to say he is a Buddhist, but something of a Buddhist. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I don't think anyone should see it. I don't think so. If you do. Just be prepared. You know, I mean, what I'm showing you through the podcast, you can hear the scenes. But when you see it, like that scene with the, the that pornographic scene of the naked woman, that's eye candy. And also it could, you know, to, to some young men, you know, or someone who is easily triggered by porn, it's, you know, it, it's going to be disturbing. It's, you know, and, and if it remains in your mind, if you have that kind of photographic mind where it might cause you to go, to go sin or to have sinful thoughts and then sinful actions, you shouldn't see it. All right. You shouldn't see it. Um, Shia LaBeouf, I think is a great actor. I think he could have once more, he could have, uh, it could have been a better movie with a better director, with a better script. All right. That's how I feel. All right, that's about it. Um, I'm going to end it here. So I'm happy I had a chance to do this. Um, anyway, God bless. And uh, who knows? If people like this, leave. Um, if you want to leave a comment, I know I think all, um, Spotify allows comments. So if you want to leave a comment about this, let me know if you like this. Um, Anyway, God bless everyone, okay? God bless.